0: Have you ever felt like a misfit? Have you ever felt like, for whatever the reason, you just didn't quite fit in with those who are around you? A long time ago, there was a lot of misfits who lived in the same community. And being a part of this community, they well, they held on to a belief system that was... So real, so sincere, that it became very evident to society around them that they didn't think like they did or live like they did. And so society decided to try and force them back into living like and thinking like everyone else, just to try to get them more in line with the status quo. Some did, but those who didn't, those who didn't, they were, they were mistreated, they were spat upon, they were talked down to, they were fed to lions, they were actually used as human torches to light the pathway of the Romans, they were tortured, they were murdered, They were persecuted, absolutely persecuted because of their belief in Jesus Christ and their willingness to continue to live for him in spite of what society around them said. Knowing how hard it would be to live as a misfit, knowing how challenging it would be, the Apostle Peter, he wrote a letter to those first century Christians. And he wrote a letter to encourage them, to help show them how to continue to live faithful to God, faithful in their walk with Christ, even in the face of such extreme hardship and persecution. First Peter is going to be our primary text over the course of, of the next several weeks. Now, in our great nation. I would say that in years gone by, First Peter probably didn't seem very applicable. Because we as a nation, well, we've been very blessed in that if you claim to be a Christian, in years gone by, you weren't the misfit. You were not the outcast. If anything, it was the other way around, where there was a time when those who didn't believe or have a high appreciation for Scripture... Those who didn't believe and follow in the teachings of Jesus, they were looked upon as the strange ones in our society. But, as you know, as well as I, times have certainly changed. And today, today those of us who would strive to follow in the footsteps of Jesus in spite of how our society continues to change, we are definitely misfits. Today, for those of us who who want to have a a high appreciation and understanding, a love for the Word of God, we hold Scripture to be true. Those in the world tell us we're foolish, we're naive, we're prejudiced, we're bigoted, we're closed-minded, we are intolerant. We are out of date. (laughs) Now as a follower of Jesus, I don't want you to one moment think that uh, we are facing the level of persecution that the first century church did. Because thankfully for now, we most certainly are not. But there is no doubt that persecution against the cause of Christ, persecution against Christianity in this great nation of ours is definitely on the rise. You can see it every day. I have no doubt that many of you, you've felt it in your workplace. No doubt that many of our students have felt it at school. That if you are someone who is genuinely trying to adhere to the teachings of Jesus and live by the Word of God and live out that life of faith, then there are those in the world... They're going to make it very hard on you. You're going to feel out of place more times than not. You're going to feel like a a misfit. You're going to feel like you, you don't quite blend or fit in with everybody around you. Man, everybody's sitting there going, oh, and why? Well, that's not good news. (laughs) And we like good news. And that that reality is not good news. And and why is it not good news to our ears? Because if we're very, very honest, we like to fit in. If we're very real, we like to blend in with the world around us. Oftentimes, we really don't want to be noticed for our faith We just kind of want to fly under the radar and be left alone. We don't want anyone to really see. We don't want anyone to really hear. We just want to look like everybody else. We we just want to fit in with everybody else. And, And I want you to know that's not a new temptation. The Apostle Peter, the very author of the letter that we're going to be spending a few weeks looking at, there were times he felt that exact same way. There were times he was really struggling between two realities in his life. And one was the reality where I love Jesus, but I want to blend in with the world around me. And and that is a very hard pull that oftentimes tugs at our hearts even today. Let's look at one of those occurrences real quick. I know that you know the situation, you know the story very well in Mark chapter 14. There, beginning in verse 66, it says, As Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, seeing Peter warming himself. She looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him and began to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again, he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. First of all, what was Peter even doing in that courtyard? all the other apostles had fled in fear in the night hadn't they? they they had all taken off so what was peter even doing there in that courtyard peter loved jesus man peter loved jesus so much he he just wanted to be as as close as he could humanly be to jesus in, in the darkest hour that jesus was facing he he wanted to to be able to see What was going on? But he also wanted to blend in. That was a greater pull on his heart that night. He didn't want to stand out. He wasn't going to take that stand and say, yes, that's me. I've been with him all three years and I love him dearly. He says, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't even understand what you're talking about. See, that pull... That pull between my love for Christ and, and that desire, that temptation to just be like everybody else in the world around me. That is nothing new. And that's why we have to be so on guard against it in our own life. You see... We understand it, right? We we hang out with friends and we hang out with coworkers and we want to be accepted. We we want to fit in. But we also want to maintain our loyalty and our faithfulness to Jesus. And, and in those moments, we know how hard it can be. We know how challenging it can be, and we like Peter we like Peter have probably on occasion gone the wrong way and made decisions we ultimately regretted. All in the name of just trying to fit in. Just trying to be like the crowd. Just, just trying to be like everyone else around us. If you'd have asked Peter a day or two before this, or not even asked him, if you would have told Peter, hey, by the way, you're gonna deny Jesus. Man, he'd have fought you over that. Uh-uh. There's no way I'd ever deny Jesus. Not me. I left everything to follow Him. But those moments, those moments when we're pulled between our love for Christ and our love for this world because that's really what it is, that desire to fit in, that desire to be accepted by all mankind, a lot of times in those moments we make decisions that we never thought we would have made in decisions that sometimes come with great regret after the fact. Our schedules, our finances, so much about our life is upside down and out of control. Why? Because we're just trying to fit in with the world around us. We're just trying to keep up with everybody else. As parents, oh boy, as parents... We tell ourselves, we just want our kid to fit in. And we tell ourselves, we just want what's best for our kids. But in reality, a lot of times we're making decisions for them. Maybe even goes a little against, against their own judgment. But we just want them to fit in. Truth be told, it's not even just about them. We still want to fit in. And there's a lot of pressure put on parents sometimes, isn't there? Hey, listen, if your kids aren't in this group, if your kids aren't doing this activity, if your kids aren't busy doing this, they're going to be left out. They're not going to advance. They're not going to have all the same opportunities. And we listen to all of that. And again, sometimes we go against our own, our own better judgment, whether it's in regards to sports or other activities or the clothes they wear or the friends they hang out with or the amount of technology they have access to these things and so many more we may as parents sometimes go i just don't feel good about this but everybody else is doing it i just want my kid to fit in i don't don't want my kid to be the only third grader without a phone well that'd be ridiculous I don't want my kid, my third grader, to have access to all the evil of this world like every other third grader in their class because that would be ridiculous. I just want them to fit in. Just like all their other friends. That's what I want. I just want them to fit in. But it's not just us as parents. Listen, you know, you've probably been in that situation where you were in a, maybe you were in a locker room or you were at work and you would have never thought that that joke would have come out of your mouth or that you would have even laughed at something like that being said by somebody else. But you did because you just want to fit in. You just want to be accepted. Or, or maybe for you it was, it was at that party, you know, like you had convinced yourself, I can go to the party and not participate in certain behaviors. I can go and it'll be okay. But you went and you did the very things that you said you weren't going to do. And why? Because you wanted to fit in. That's why. Because the bottom line was that desire to fit in becomes greater than that love for Jesus really is. We just want to be accepted. Some people go to another extreme, though. When we feel as though we're misfits and we're not fitting in, some people want to, well, they want to fight about it, right? They want to fight back whenever in that situation. And Peter, again, Peter knew that temptation. If you go back, you go back there before the courtyard, Judas makes his way into the garden. And, and Judas goes up to Jesus and he kisses Jesus as his way to let the guards know that's who this Jesus of Nazareth is. And, and so that's what Judas does. He goes, he, he kisses Jesus. The guards are about to seize Jesus. Now, if we go back to the previous text of Mark 14, we go back a little bit in it. And in verses 46 and 47, it says they laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Now the Gospel of John would tell us, by the way, that that's Peter, the author of the letter that we're about to study. And you say, well, how can you blame Peter? Right? I mean, when you find that you're in a situation, you feel like you're being pushed. The natural thing to do is to... Push back, right? And and that may be where many of us are today. We we are at a point in our life where we're tired, we're frustrated, where we're sick of the the ever-changing norms of our society. We're tired of social media. We're tired of the normal media. We're tired of government. We're tired of politics. We're tired of seeing things going down a path we could have never imagined this country of ours going down. And we say, you know what? It's time to fight back. It's us versus them. And if we don't stand up and do something about it, who will? And we are ready to go on the fight. And I get that. I really do. But Jesus Jesus told Peter, put your sword away. Jesus put the ear of Malchus. That was his name, by the way. The servant of the high priest. Jesus put his ear back on. That ear that Peter had cut off in defense of Jesus. Jesus would say to us, I think the same thing. Whatever our sword of choice may be. Literal or figurative. Put it away. Because your sword isn't the weapon that's used in the kingdom of God. The weapon of choice within the kingdom of God is love. We see it all throughout Scripture, especially there in the New Testament, right? We We see time and time again that if we are mistreated, if you are punched, what do you do? You punch them back! No. We see that if you're mistreated, you love them. You pray for them. You love them with the same love that Christ loves you a love that is sacrificial, a love that is unlimited, a love unlike anything else of this life. So even in those moments when we may want to fight back, love. Love is our weapon of choice. So how then can we as Christians live in a society that is ever-changing, How are we going to be able to live in such a way that's going to be pleasing to God? In in a society where it seems like on the daily it is becoming more and more antagonistic toward, toward us as individuals, as Christians, how do we remain faithful to God in spite of whatever this life may throw at us? I believe Peter's got an awful lot of wonderful advice for us that we'll look at over the next several weeks. I hope you're here to be with us to be a part of that study. But before we get into the advice, the life advice that he gives... You see, there is a very encouraging introduction to the letter that he wrote. You see, we as misfits, those of us who don't fit in, ultimately, we all want the same thing. Ultimately, all mankind wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be wanted, right? And so Peter's going to begin this letter by saying, you are wanted. Wanted. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So Peter begins, he's writing to those of us who are exiles. And not only are we exiles, that meaning we are strangers here, right? We are aliens. This isn't our home, and we understand that this is not our home. And we're living as foreigners in this strange land. We are living as exiles here on earth from our heavenly home. And he says, listen, to those of you who are a part of the kingdom of God, I want you to know you are a part of the elect. You are a part of the elect in exile. In other words, you are a part of the chosen who are a part of the kingdom of God. And and this was not an afterthought God had. God didn't choose you after the fact. God has wanted you to be a part of his kingdom From the very, very beginning. You know what I remember about fifth grade? I was a a new guy in a new school. Fifth grade started middle school. And it was hard. And one of the hard things that I remember about it was being picked last for kickball at PE. Just about every single day. And you want to know one of the things that's hard about being picked last, aside from where you're being picked last? It's when the person who you're about to join their team, and and I hope none of you had this experience, but if you did, you can relate. But more than likely, some of you saw it happen. Hopefully none of you said this. But it's so painful when the person whose team you're about to join, as the very last pick goes, well, I guess we got to take Blake too. Yeah, man, I can't wait to be on your team. (laughs) That's awesome. But you know what? It's not like that with my God. With my God? My God said, no, from the very beginning. You were my top pick, man. I chose you. I wanted you above and beyond anyone else. I want you to be in a right relationship with me so much so I allowed my son to die for you. Because I want you. Man, what, a, what an amazing feeling that that is to know that we're not an afterthought with God. Paul would write in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 4, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Listen, anytime you find yourself maybe having a little bit of a pity party, feeling kind of insecure in regards to being a misfit, not fitting in here on planet earth in this society of ours, you just remember who picked you. You remember who has chosen you. That you have been chosen by the God of the universe. You have been chosen by He who created all that is. By He who holds everything together. You, you have been chosen. He wants you to be on His team. He wants you to be in His body, the body of His Son, Jesus Christ. And He wants that so much again that He paid the ultimate sacrifice to make it possible. But God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hey, Rainbow Kids, notice that's that memory verse for this quarter. That's a wonderful verse to have stored in your mind and on your heart. But God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As a misfit, you may not have a whole lot of value in the eyes of the people you work with. As a misfit, you may not have a whole lot of value in the eyes of those you go to school with. As a misfit, sadly, you may not even have a whole lot of value in the eyes of those that you live with. But it's okay. It's okay because God loves you so much, He allowed His Son to die for you. You, He sees you as worthy of the very, very best. So that we can have this right relationship with him now let's go back to our letter for just a moment first peter chapter one the latter part of verse two in the sanctification of the spirit for obedience to jesus christ and for sprinkling with his blood we have been chosen by god we have been sanctified by the holy spirit now let me pause there just a moment and say if you have Ever had any questions? If you've ever had any curiosities about the Holy Spirit, if you're not already in adult Bible class, I would encourage you to come be a part of the class on the Holy Spirit that Chris Michael is currently leading. It's a discussion class, it's a great class. We're using a book through this class. It's taken us like three weeks to get through the first chapter. So like, if you jump in today, you haven't missed a lot. So if you've ever had any questions, anything you've wondered about the Holy Spirit, if curiosity is about the Holy Spirit, and you're not somewhere else, come be a part of that class. It'll be meeting after we're dismissed here in just a few moments. When you make this decision to follow Jesus Christ, again, when you make the decision to say, God, I want to be in a right relationship with you, then you're going to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And you are united with God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit continues to be a part of that. The Holy Spirit continues to help you be in that right relationship with God. Hmm. Sometimes when we're misfit, we don't feel like we have any real purpose. Sometimes when we're a misfit and we don't really fit in, we don't feel like we're were really wanted by anyone in this life. But Peter reminds us here. He says, "Listen, you have been sanctified by the Holy Spirit because you have a purpose." And what is your purpose? Your purpose is to walk in obedience to Christ. That is your purpose. Your purpose is to live for Jesus, to let that light shine, to continue to be be the best misfit that you can be. To, to not fit in with this world around us as we so often do. Listen, church, I think there's a lot of power in our own personal spiritual lives. There's a lot of power when we are finally honest enough to say, I get it. I get it and I really want to fit in. I really, that temptation to want to fit in to the world around me, I see how strong it is. I I've succumbed to it often. But there's power in saying, but I don't want to do it anymore. I want to be the misfit that God has called me to be. I want to be the person walking in obedience to Christ as God has called me to do. I don't want to continue to just settle for everything that the world around me says that I should be or shouldn't be. I want to be the man or woman God has called me to be. person that was chosen the person that's been sanctified by the spirit the person that's that's chosen to walk in obedience to jesus you see that's a person who really understands that all the the temporary things of this world that we often get so caught up in they really understand that it's temporary it's not eternal so maybe you're here Maybe you've never begun that precious relationship. You've never reenacted the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in your own life by being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Listen, the water's ready today if you are ready to to make that commitment, to start that wonderful relationship, to, to enjoy the blessings that come with that. If that's where you are, then come in just a moment. But as so many of us have made that precious choice, we have been baptized for the forgiveness of our sins but are we living our life like a misfit? Or are we still so torn between being accepted and fitting in in this life, blending in in this life, and our love for Jesus? We're so torn between the two that more times than not, more times than not, we make decisions that we regret we say, you know what? I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to be like everybody else. I just wanted my family to fit in. Church, if that's something that you would like for us to pray with you about, that need, that desire to no longer want to just blend in <laughs> and to finally stand strong. Stand in Christ. And be the misfit that He's called you to be. We can help you with that in any way. Won't you come as we stand and sing?